yeah, I didn't do a podcast last week. It's my fault. I got busy and I did a lot of things. And I can probably talk about that later on if you want to be bored to death in this podcast. But today I want to talk about the absolute insane outrage over Donald Trump saying he was the chosen one and looking up in the sky, making a joke. But the left can't take jokes. That and more on today's No Things Considered. My name is Tim Young. If you haven't heard the podcast before or have never heard of me, I highly doubt that at this point if you're listening to it, because you're probably seeing it through my Twitter. I am Tim Runs His Mouth on Twitter. I also contribute to Fox 5 DC. I'm a contributor there. I just came up with a uh, came out with a very cool segment the other day, Take Tim to Work Day at Ben's Chili Bowl. You can check that out on Fox 5 DC's website. And I write for the Washington Times occasionally. Now, three pieces in two weeks. Maybe something could come of that. Who knows? But uh, it's been pretty cool doing that as well. So, that all being said, let's talk about the big news, I think, of the week, is this insane outrage that keeps happening over and over and over again. It's like the left cannot take a joke. They can't take a joke. Donald Trump, talking about China, he's talking about how uh, he's trying to uh, win the trade war and why there was a, why, the screams of a recession, first of all. Let's, let, we'll get to that. I'm all over the place today. That's what happens when you don't do uh, a podcast in a week and you're used to doing two in a week. You're all over the place. I'm excited to talk about this. Donald Trump's talking about the trade war. He says that no other president has taken on China before. True. Like in modern times, there has not been a president who has taken on China the way that he is taking on China. And when he takes on China, it affects the economy directly, immediately, and the stock market will go up and down to react to that. That's what happened last week. The stock market is coming back. Uh, But everyone, of course, wanted a recession. Everyone was screaming that they wanted a recession. Uh, They were very excited. The left, MSNBC, puts the Dow Jones Industrial Average when it jumps down uh, 2% or more on full screen, basically, and then has their host in the corner in a tiny box. They're so excited about the economy failing because they know that that's their only chance to beat Donald Trump. So they beat that drum and try to make it such a big deal. So the economy is coming back. I'm not even worried about that. But let's talk about this comment. So he's in the middle of it. I should just play the comment. I'm, I'm too lazy to pull the segment for you, but uh, or the clip for you. But he looks to the sky. He, he turns his head up in the middle of this. He sarcastically says, I am the chosen one to take on China. And it's not even taken out of context. Because I saw the, the main like left, I think it was like an occupied, not occupied Democrats. Is it occupied Democrats? I don't even care. Or HuffPost reporter posted it and they're like, Donald Trump thinks he's the Antichrist now. He's clearly the, the end of the world is coming. He thinks he's touched by God and that God, God rules him and, and he, is, he is Jesus on earth and all this other crazy, insane things. As if they understand what religion is and they're suddenly accepting of Christianity and have read a Bible. Okay. That's the first part. They don't care about religion unless it helps their argument, especially like kids on the border. What would Jesus do only comes out of their mouths uh, when when it comes to very political things. And they're trying as if as if a Christian is going to be influenced by a women's studies major with purple hair who has an Etsy store and says that Christians are the bane of society and F Christians and F Jesus and I don't believe in anything and it's very clear that they're an atheist, vegan, whatever they want to call themselves, suddenly can quote the Bible like that's going to influence a Christian to listen to them, right? I mean, come on, get, get out of here. They're the people who are like, oh, Donald Trump, oh, he, he thinks, he's, thinks he's Jesus because he sarcastically looked to the sky and said, I am the chosen one. No other president's done this. Apparently it's fallen on me. 
Jim Acosta saying, oh, he, he said that, it's very serious. Th- these people, it, it's as if, if it doesn't come from one of the same four or five late-night political comedians that say the same things all the time, the same orange man bad jokes all the time, if it's not something they say, then it's not humor. How dare the president have any kind of sense of humor? They read literally everything he says and everything he does, completely literally, even though Donald Trump literally drops a joke in any kind of stressful situation, he tries to disarm jokes. And when he's when he's in a bad mood, when he's in a good mood, you can see that he pops in jokes. He makes fun of himself. He makes fun of everything else. And that's exactly what he was doing in this instance. This isn't even an excuse. That's exactly what he was doing. And it was blown out of proportion, again, as if everything isn't blown out of proportion that he does. It's one thing after another. And it's nauseating. And I believe that these people are losing, I, I don't believe, I know that they're losing Democrats from the middle of the country with this insane fake outrage. This is the same thing every single day. Every single day. Every little thing Donald Trump says. Like, if Obama dropped a joke like that and was sarcastic like that, they would have been laughing, it would have been quoted everywhere, it would have been clipped everywhere. I don't think there would have been any kind of ridiculous outrage. But no. No. Because they hate Trump, everything he does is wrong. So he says he's the chosen one to, to fix China. He's joking around about that. But, th- but this all started from the claims that we were going to be in the worst recession and be put back into Civil War era, uh, you know, lack of electricity. You better have stored up your freeze-dried corn prepper scenario by the left because they want everything to fail for Trump. So as soon as the Dow goes down two points, it's the end of the world. Let's not forget that it's gone up to record highs under Trump. So whatever goes down, it might just be correcting anyway. It's not. It's going back up. But you take a look at this and you're like, wait, it's it's blown up already. The 3% doesn't even correct for the jump up, the 3% down doesn't correct for the jump up in percentage that Trump has had since he's been president. The economy's doing well. People, More people are working now than ever before. Unemployment rates are at record lows for every group of people. I, it's a real tough sell to Americans when they see one number go down. You know who that works for? It works for bubble liberals, bubble progressives, bubble Democrats. People who are yelling at each other in their own echo chamber in Washington, D.C., New York, L.A., San Francisco, Seattle. All these places. That's where this works. And it doesn't work for anybody else because they they realize they're getting more money and that their friends have been employed more than ever before. It doesn't work. The insane outrage over the recession that didn't happen and then the insane outrage over Trump saying that he's the chosen one jokingly about China. It just doesn't work anymore. And it's old. And Democrats are getting tired of it. Same with, I wrote an op-ed this past week for, actually came out yesterday, if you're listening to this on Thursday, uh, about the late-night comedians saying the same orange man bad jokes over and over and over again. Melania doesn't love him. He's got tiny hands. His hair is fake. He's orange. He's a Nazi. Uh, he's, he's the worst fascist dictator ever. The same thing's over and over and over and over and over again. He's a racist. Unfounded. But they keep beating these same drums over and over again. And shocker, less and less people are listening the more and more they beat that drum. And they think that's going to win something. Now, I'll tell you this. I think Donald Trump screwed up big time when he retweeted Terrence Williams' uh, statement about Clinton 
uh, being behind the death of Jeffrey Epstein, which I wasn't talking that week. I was, it was birthday week. I think I was a little drunk for most of the week, to tell you the truth. That's, that's bad. You shouldn't be tweeting uh, or retweeting conspiracy theories from uh, people. I'm not saying Terrence Williams is bad. I'm just saying that I'm not into conspiracy theories on things. I think Epstein just kind of killed himself anyway. Uh, I wouldn't want to be put in a, a general prison population if I were him. He would have been tortured to death eventually. So he, he probably just killed himself. Now, I think that there was more to it in that people turned their backs to it. But I don't think that there was a greater conspiracy behind it. Sorry to disappoint. But it was wrong for Donald Trump to retweet something that pushed a conspiracy theory. Now, the problem is with that, and I think that was a big, a big mistake on his part. The problem is with that, that when you have the left out every single day, having insane outrage over him making a sarcastic comment about being the chosen one on China, having, having them say that he's a fascist and a racist and the worst thing ever, over and over and over again, it becomes white noise. And when Donald Trump actually screws up, which he did there, you can debate me on that all you want. I'm right here. That goes by the wayside. That's nothing. That should be a really big deal that he, he retweeted a tweet that was a conspiracy theory about a political opponent of his. Now, I'm sure Hillary Clinton's had her hand in lots of terrible things. I just don't think it was this one. And we certainly can't prove that. We can prove lots of other things that she's done that have been illegal. But this was an instance where Donald Trump probably should have taken a hit for doing it, but he's not going to because every single day the left screams their heads off and beats the drum that it is the worst thing ever, that we're going, that we're the, the prequel to Nazi Germany, that we're the prequel to The Handmaid's Tale, that all of these terrible things are coming, and they're just not. And they say he's the worst thing ever, so when he does screw up, it literally gives him the ability to, to get away with mistakes. Now, if the left knew how to actually uh, play politics, which they have no clue what they're doing at this point. It's been very clear over the past two years. They they put all their eggs in one basket with Hillary Clinton. Since then, they've been a disorganized mess. That was an opportunity to get ahead on Trump and score some points politically on Trump, but they will not. They absolutely won't. And it's their fault for continuing to have this nonstop outrage and to have voices like the squad, uh, what is it, Talib, AOC, Omar, and the other one that no one can ever identify. There's always a weak link in the, in the teams and in staples in pro wrestling. But it's this constant outrage that has just provided cover for when Donald Trump or if Donald Trump makes a mistake, which is honestly, other than speaking gaffes, has been pretty rare. He stayed the course and, and gone through most of his campaign promises. People aren't used to presidents paying off on campaign promises or anyone paying off on campaign promises. They had an opportunity and they blew it. They completely blew it. So let's talk about some other stuff. I'm going to change the subject here. We're going to go way non sequitur here because uh, Sean Spicer is going to be on Dancing with the Stars. And I like Sean. I almost rented from Sean at some point in, in DC and uh, I, I've run into him. We've been very drunk. Um, separately but run into each other at parties in uh dc he's, he's a very i think he's a cool guy i think he's a nice guy so he's on dancing with the stars and oh my god how dare anyone from trump uh from the trump administration at any point get anywhere that's that's the instant reaction from the same 12 people on twitter all the time and here's the host of the show tom bergeron and i'm not going to go through all of this stuff tom bergeron puts up this very dramatic like he's crying into his computer statement about 
Sean Spicer. And I'm going to go, it's, it's so long here. I'm just trying to see the point where he says something about, oh, he's talking about, okay, here we go. Chief, talking, he's talking about talking to the new executive producer of Dancing with the Stars. Chief among them was my hope that Dancing with the Stars and its return following an unprecedented year-long hiatus would be a joyful respite from our exhausting political climate and free of an... I can't even... He's using big words here, so it's tough for me. I didn't say I was the smartest. Would be a joyful respite from our exhausting political climate and free of an inevitability... Inevitably... Blah, divisive bookings from any polit political party affiliations. Here's the thing. He was hoping, Tom Bergeron, he goes, I was hoping that Dancing with the Stars wouldn't be political this time around. And you went and booked Sean Spicer. Well, here's the thing, buddy. Spoiler alert, it wasn't political until you made it political. Sean Spicer was booked as somebody who was in the public eye who could dance. Yeah, he was the former uh, press secretary for the White House. But he's made fun of himself publicly a lot. He's been, I think he was at the Academy Awards. Was it the Academy Awards? Was it the, I don't know which one he was at. Making fun of himself, he did, you know, SNL, all that kind of stuff. But suddenly it's political and divisive for him merely to, merely his presence, for merely his presence to be on Dancing with the Stars. No. It's political when you make it political. I always like it when Donald Trump will criticize Let's just pick, I don't know, let's go AOC, right? He, he criticizes AOC. He goes, you know, blah, 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 blah. I don't like what you say. And people are like, you're racist and sexist. Why are you being racist and sexist? It's like, well, hold on a second. This happened under Obama, by the way, too. You criticize President Obama as president, and they're like, you're racist because he's black. Now, wait, time out. Who's the racist person? Is it the person who is criticizing someone based on policy and their policy uh, statements and what they've said? Or is it the person that's trying to make it a racial issue by saying that you're racist and sexist merely because you respect someone enough that you make a statement about them and that you criticize them, that you see them that they're on a level with you for you to criticize them, to suddenly be called racist and sexist? And it's the same thing in this situation. It wasn't political, Tom Bergeron, until you make it political. Sean Spicer's on there to have fun, and he said it too. He doesn't want it to be political, but everyone's whining, whining that it's political because he's there. Here's this nutcase, uh, Gary Witta or something like that, uh, responded to the tweet. He's apparently a writer for like the Star Wars and stuff. He goes, Tom, this isn't some other faded celebrity. This guy actually helped erode the Republic. We all saw him do it on national TV, and now he's being rewarded for it. I'd like to see you take more of a stand on this. You should walk off the show. You have the power. Exercise it. That's insane you are insane you're insane could you imagine if republicans did that to democrats literally boycotted them wanted them to have no work immediately wrote them off for working for barack obama because the same could be said if we had and we do have nuts on the republican side that say the same things and do the same things but they're not in positions in media to have the megaphone that these people have the nuts on the left have megaphones the nuts on the right do not well, there are a couple exceptions. This is no different than an Alex Jones Infowars screaming that the end of the Republic came with uh, Barack Obama. Chemtrails, all of that stuff. It's no different. They're just as crazy. They're just as tinfoil hat. But the fact that they have established brands that they're working with and have a megaphone gives them more weight and more credence with what they say. So don't tell me 
that this is political. This is political because you made it political, not because Sean Spicer made it political, because you, Tom Bergeron, and all the whiny babies who still can't accept that Hillary Clinton lost the election in 2016 are making it political. It's old. America's sick of it. Your own party in the middle of the country that don't live in your bubbles of LA, New York, Washington, D.C., Seattle, San Francisco are sick of it. They're getting turned off, and I think you're going to see voter apathy like never before in 2020 from the Democrats. I think every one of these statements encourages Republicans to get out, uh, reinforces any Trump supporter, make sure that they get out to vote. But your side is getting tired. Tired of the same things with no actual policy to beat Trump. I mean, even uh, not to go back to the recession thing earlier, but John Delaney, who is one of the candidates who nobody knows from the Democrat side, said, hey, listen, we should not be cheering on a recession. How dare he say that? He'll probably be eliminated next from the, the fray. But he's like, this is a little ridiculous that we're cheering on a recession now, guys. Just to, just to own Trump, we want the country to fail. Get out of here, man. This is, this is insanity. It's insanity. Uh, let's talk about one of these bubbles that are insane as well, by the way. San Francisco. San Francisco this week, and this is a story from Fox News and everywhere else, by the way. San Francisco board rebrands convicted felon as justice-involved person and sanitizes other crime lingo. Hold on to your hats. They're changing the terminology because that'll fix the problems in San Francisco. So instead of saying juvenile delinquent, they will now be called young person with justice system involvement or young person impacted by juvenile justice system. Get out of here. You don't want to be labeled something, don't commit a crime. Drug addicts or substance abusers will be called a person with a history of substance abuse or substance use, not abuse. Can't say abuse. This is a city supervisor saying, we don't want people to be forever labeled for the worst things they've done. Well, then maybe they shouldn't do them. How about that? How about you get labeled a felon because you committed a felony? Instead of a convicted felon, you're called a justice-involved person. That could mean anything. If you change the terminology, it doesn't change the crime. It's amazing. Very rarely in San Francisco, I've heard from uh, some legal experts that I know, actually, are people uh, tried seriously for felonies, I believe, under $750 now. But if, you're, if you park your car in a good part of town and your meter's expired for a minute, you get like a $150 ticket. I want you to think about that. They, they are more likely to enforce a parking ticket than they are theft under 750. I think the rule now is, I believe this is San Francisco, it might be Seattle as well. A judge can rule to not charge anybody for a theft under $750 if they think that it uh, positively impacts their life and they needed it. That's, that's just where this is. They can't pick up crap in their streets, literal physical poop in their streets. They can't pick up syringes in their streets. There's big piles dumped of syringes in the streets. But they're going to rename things Juvenile delinquent, young person with justice system involvement. That's not fixing shit. You're not fixing anything. You're relabeling it to try to cover it up. It's not, uh, it's not dirt on the floor. 
It's, uh, it just shows that the floor has been well-traveled. I'm an active... The, the floor... Hold on. My living room floor isn't dirty. I'm going to rebrand that as my living room floor shows that I live an active lifestyle. So it's not dirty. Hey, if somebody says, hey, clean the floor, but your floor is filthy, I go, no. That's offensive to me. You're knocking my active lifestyle. Stupid. The floor is still dirty. You're still a felon. You don't want to be called a bad name. Don't commit a crime. Too bad, so sad. This is insane. It's insane. I think everyone's lost their minds. And I'm certain that this messaging, again, only encourages Trump voters to turn out to the polls. Democrats are listening to this in the middle of the country. Moderate Democrats are going, what the hell's happening to this country? Where's this going? Everything is racist. I mean, the term racist itself, not that, I mean, I could do probably another 30 minutes on the term racist itself, how it has no weight anymore. It has no value anymore. Racism is a disgusting and terrible thing that has been pervasive in this country for years. But now that we're becoming more and more equal and people are treating each other better, the Democrats have now taken the term race to throw it at literally everything and anything they don't agree with and everyone. Racism, racism, racism. That's racist. That's racist. This is racist. That's racist. And they've killed the term. If somebody's called racist now, it just means that Democrats don't agree with them. Stupid. It's stupid. It's insulting. And I want better for the country. I've gone on too long already today, guys. You're listening to the No Things Considered podcast. My name is Tim Young. If you like the podcast, like it, share it. We're on iHeartRadio now. You can listen to it there. Uh, iTunes, Spotify. Thank you guys for listening. If you want to follow me on Twitter, if you don't already, my name is uh, Tim Runs His Mouth on there. I will talk to you soon. Again, this is the No Things Considered podcast. Like it, share it, tell your friends.